Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. So coach, I always like to get started when, it, when I've got a coach on for the first time and just kind of getting to know you a little bit and talking about your path. I, I know you've been at Sacred Heart for a while in a, in a variety of, of roles. Take us through what this career journey has been like for you at Sacred Heart through those different positions and kind of the growth of the programs, you know, from when you started to where it is today. So when I first got here, um, obviously we were division two. We had just gone division two. It was back in the fall of 94. Um, you know, the pit center wasn't here. The field was running the opposite direction. And, uh, you know, we were working on a mobile home trailers. And then, uh, you know, in 99, we thought go division one. Um and, you know, the pit center was built. You know, we've had a couple different fields. They, they did the stadium. I mean, it's just the growth that we've gone through um, facility-wise, student body-wise with the dorms and the enrollment, and obviously getting much better academically now than where we were in 94. Um, it's it's a real privilege to be a part of it. Uh, I love Sacred Heart. I, I live and die with this team and this school, and I think it's a great place, and not just the people in athletics, but people on campus. I've grown and known, and, you know, people ask me all the time, why are you still there? You know, why didn't you move on? Why didn't you try and go to a bigger place? And my easy answer is I enjoy the people I work with every day. I enjoy the people I work for, and I enjoy the people I work with. And, um, you know, the program's grown, and, and I'm very happy that I'm the head coach here and wouldn't want any other job but this. Uh, and I hope that we can continue this success and grow with the university. And you know, like I said, when I talked to a lot of the other football alumni that graduated back in the day and they, and they hadn't been here in a while and they see where we are now in terms of the school and, and the buildings and the facilities and the program and the type of football that we play compared to when they were here, they're just like, it's amazing. Definitely. In terms of having so many different roles during your career at Sacred Heart, what was it like to, to you know, be named the head coach after really going up and being an assistant, being an interim for a bit, then finally becoming the head coach? You know, what was it like to, to make it there? It, it was a privilege. I, I think it was a privilege. You know, like I said, it was, I was given the opportunity and I was going to do everything in my power, or at least I was going to do everything I could to get this program um, on a winning success and not just, you know, one time or two times. I wanted to maintain a consistent winning program that people could be proud of. And, you know, the university and the student body and everybody could be say that we have a very good football team, not just a one-year, two-year fluke, but I wanted to be consistent year in and year out of, you know, winning and, and developing young men who represent the university in a great way. And when I was named head coach, I was excited. Like I said, it was one of the only jobs I ever wanted. Um, and I was happy and I thought it was a privilege. And like I said, I got some great staff members um, that done a great job here and has helped us along the way. And, you know, we're pretty successful the last eight years and I wanted to continue that way and take the next step. Now I want to, I want to win the NEC every year. I want to be able to win a first or second round playoff game. You know, there's there's other goals that we want to do, and hopefully, you know, here in the next couple of years, we can accomplish that. Yeah, absolutely. I want to certainly talk about your team heading into this season, but before I do that, I, w- I want to look back at, at last season. How tough was last year in general for you and your team? I mean, obviously, you've got no fall season due to COVID. You've got a shortened season in the spring that you play 
take us through what it was like last year and the challenges that came with trying to play in, in you know, the 2020 uh, time frame there. So, you know, when we reported back last August, uh, we didn't come in for camp, obviously. We started when school started. And there was a, there was a lot of challenges, you know, with kids working out in pods and who, who became infected and then who was out from that pod and then who they lived with. It was, it was a challenge just to practice four days a week in the fall. And at one point they shut us down, you know, late October, um, because it kept spreading. So it didn't look good. It was doom and gloom and the kids weren't happy and the coaches were frustrated and didn't know where it was heading. And then, you know, obviously in December they made a conscious effort to have a spring season, which was something um, that the kids could hang their hats on and look forward to. Um, and when we came back in January 25th and started practice, you know, nobody knew what was going to, how that was going to play out or what was going to um, come about. That You know, obviously we had to be prepared to change on the run, but I think the kids did an unbelievable job of putting football first and sacrificing social life and some other things that they had to do in order to play. Um, we've only had one game canceled in the spring, and that wasn't our fault. That was the school we played in Wagner. Um, other than that, I only had three or four kids that missed one game all spring because of COVID rules. Um, but it was great. I mean, like I said, our kids had something to hang their hat on and look forward to, and I think it says a lot about how much football is important to our student-athletes because of the things that they were able to sacrifice and not do in order just to play games in the spring. In terms of preparing for this year, how does playing that season in the spring, you know, come into effect here? You know, it's a quicker turnaround, you know, rather than playing in the fall to the fall. Now you've got spring to the fall. How have you had to change the way you've prepared for this season? Well, it, it gave us, obviously, we practiced from January 25th all the way through until April 25th. Um, it, it gave us an opportunity to have competition against other schools. You know, it wasn't just 15 spring practices. I mean, you think about it, we practice you know, from the 25th of January to April 24th. That's almost four months of practice and competition versus other schools and allowed our kids to, you know, play against somebody else and make sure that they keep their skills sharpened. And uh, going into camp, I feel good about my team and what they were able to do in the spring, and now we got to build off it. Heading into this season, I'd love to talk about it. I know you've got a, a pretty uh, pretty loaded team this year, bringing back some returning players and, and in a good position again this this year. Uh, take us through, I, I know Julius Chestnut, you know, Athlon All-American in the preseason here. Take us through the importance that, that he has for your team and how, how he's grown as a player, um, you know, during his time at Sacred Heart. Well, he's one of the, you know, I would say the most, uh, <laughs> probably one of the best football players we've ever had here. But his work ethic off the field is just as good as it is on the field. I mean, the kid works in the weight room. He works at it in the classroom. Um, he never never late for anything, always puts his best foot forward. He has a lot of energy. The kids feed off of him. They see how hard he works. I mean, he does have a lot of talent, but he also works at it. Some kids that are talented don't put the effort in and just live off their talent. This kid works and has talent. Uh, he's the whole package. And uh, like I said, our offense goes through him. It's no secret. And I just hope that he has an even better fall than he did this spring. Right. I, I know he put up, you know, really big numbers last year. I know you you, see, you know the talents there, but did you expect him to, to really blow up and put up the numbers he did last year, or did that catch you at all by surprise? Um, we knew he was talented, and we knew that he was going to have a good spring. We, you know, if he stayed healthy, and he did. Um, I, you know, I really don't look at the numbers or, you know, I, I couldn't gauge one way or the other what they were going to look like. 
but I knew um, he was pretty talented, and after that first game versus Duquesne, he was going to have a good spring as long as he stayed healthy. Take us through the rest of the offense a little bit and, and who's coming back and, and might play a, you know some bigger roles on offense alongside uh, Julius there. Well, we you know obviously Marquez, the quarterback, is back. Um, he started force in the spring, and then he started three games in the fall of 2019. So he's got eight games under his belt right now and hopefully continues to grow and get better. We have uh, three out of five on our offensive line uh, returning from 2019, but we do have everybody from the spring returning as well. Uh, Josh Sokol, our center, and J.D. Lorenzo were two all-conference kids for us. Uh, our tight end, Ed Cuddy, he was a uh, second-team all-conference. He's back. Uh, Nassim Brantley, uh, one of our other receivers who was second-team all-conference, is back again. Uh, we have... Kenny Womack will be a sophomore for us at receiver. He played this year as a freshman and started. Rob Denota, uh, be a senior slot receiver for us. And Troy Holland, another receiver who will be a senior for us. So they're back as well with experience. And then take us on, on the other side of the ball and what we can expect uh, you know, on the defensive side for your team this year. Well, we have two tackles that are going to be fifth-year kids, uh, Noel Hajazi and Omar Frazier. And they've been starting since their freshman year. Uh, so they're back for grad school. Uh, Kevin Pepperell, one of our defensive ends, outside linebackers, is all-conference kid. He's back. Um, at the outside linebacker position, we have um, Alam Horn, uh, kind of plays our, uh, our nickel slot outside backer guy. He, he's a senior. Uh, the two inside backers, DeAndre Bird and Chris Otterbridge. Chris was all-conference for us last year. He's a senior, and DeAndre's a junior. They're both back. And then in the back end, we have Randy Brittle at one corner. Um, who was all-conference for us. We have Shamir Collins, uh, safety that started for us last year. He's only going to be a redshirt sophomore. And um, the other corner, you know, we have uh, Lamar Evans and Arsene Giles, who I think is probably one of the better freshmen in our freshman class, who played a lot last year um, as a true freshman. He's back. So we, we do have a lot of returners back. And, uh, you know, they do a great job. I mean, they fly around, and Coach Cook puts them in a great position to succeed, and they play with a high energy and run to the ball, and that's half the battle on defense to do those things. I wanted to ask you, if someone hasn't been watching or paying close attention to your program and might be tuning in for the first time this season to really get a look at you, how would you describe your team and what they can expect when they watch a Sacred Heart football game and what they can expect from the team? I hope that another team or our opponent will watches our film before we play. Says that they play really hard. Um, they're physical. Um, they love to play the game of football, and they're well coached and disciplined. I mean, that's my goal is to make sure this team plays hard every week. Uh, they're physical and they play smart, uh, and that's kind of been our mo. I mean, you can't. You're not perfect all the time, but as much as I'd like us to be, uh, I just want people to think that they're well coached and the kids play hard and they're physical. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a very exciting year for, for your, you and your team. I've got to ask, I know going down the road, I think it's a, a couple years out, you guys have a game scheduled now against UConn and in playing an in-state team. Take us through what, what it was like to, to get that game on the schedule and the importance of playing an FBS team in the state here and, and what that means for you and your program. I think, I mean, this will be the first time. It's in 2023 that we'll play an FBS team. Our school's never been able to schedule one or play one. Uh, with the amount of um, counters or initial counters in the athletic aid. So 2023 would be the first year we could. And, um, you know, UConn had a, an open date, obviously, as an independent. Right now, not in the conference. And 
reached out to us and, you know, we said, let's give it a shot and see what happens. And like I said, it'll be the first time we play an FBS school. Um, I think the kids are, will be excited about it. Um, you know, I, I know Randy and I know what Randy's done there and he's a phenomenal coach and he's built that program from scratch from when they were in the Yankee conference to, you know, the big East and the AAC. Um, they're, they're going to be good. I, I have no doubt Randy is going to build that place like he did before the first time around. And, uh, I'm sure we'll have our hands full, and right now I can't look forward to 23. i got to worry about 21 and 22, but um, I think it will be a good challenge for our kids to see where we're at as a program compared to you know, the State University flagship school in UConn. Absolutely. Well, a lot to look forward to uh, this year and, and into the future for you and your team. So, Coach, I, I really appreciate the time today. Thanks for coming on the podcast and looking forward to seeing what you and your team can do, can do this fall. All right. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.